Hi, welcome to X Reality Digital Transformation Podcast. My name is Dominic Wu. Today we have two guests join us, Anthony Tran and Frank Shi. Anthony is the co-founder of Foundry Six. Foundry Six creates AR face filter on Instagram over seven million organic views. You can find him on Instagram under the name at at the augmented. Frank Shi is the co-founder of Paper Triangles, a new media agency helping brands connect, innovate, and create experiences designed for mobile. We are a member of Snapchat's Lens Partners program, helping brands connect with their audience by building compelling AR experiences in Lens Studio. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, how's it going? Hi, Anthony here. Frank here.、Um, excited to be a part of the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some AR. Yeah. So、um, <laughs> maybe we'll do a little introduction first. So I'll, I'll go. My name is Frank, co-founder at Paper Triangles. We are a mobile-focused studio, helping brands、uh, make experiences and content designed for the phone. And we're also part of Snap's Lens Creative Partner Program. And we help brand、um, build and execute、um, amazing AR experiences on the Snapchat platform. Yeah,、uh, Anthony with Foundry Six, we create、um, AR experiences primarily on Instagram. You can follow us at at dot augmented.、Um, yeah, we're we're in the similar space, building out experiences for brand.、Uh, people are interested in the space.、Uh, you know, it's a new technology, so the it's like the wild west right now. We're trying to we're trying to figure out. Yeah, we're trying to figure out who's better.、Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs>、um, yeah, I think、uh, ultimately, I think we're just trying to have a conversation about these two platforms. They're both very, very big. They're very、yeah. important to brands, and you know, maybe some of you guys are interested in you know some of the differences and maybe similarities. How to use them? Yeah. yeah. We don't have a TikToker. I know. TikToker in here. I, th- I think that would be like the completion, you know, <laughs> of the other app. Yeah, so、uh, I think Dom has some questions. Oh yeah, so、uh, a lot of my friend uh, they uh, they ask me like, oh, because、uh, all the lenses, AR lenses on Snapchat or on、uh, Instagram, they are just for cool kids. How do you make money on those platforms? Right. You may make money for the brands or themselves. Uh, for the business, for example, like uh, um, I asked like, uh, I had an event in WeWork and I was uh promoting AR Lens. Some of the business owner they came to me and asked, "Hey, I am a mature business. I've been in business for thirty years, and those AR lenses just for cool kids." And how can I get money out of that? It's、yeah. right. So let me. I think back up a little bit. Who are you?、Uh, who's that thirty per year person business? Right. Is he an agency? Is he a production person? Like, where is he coming from? Right. Because that's that's the difference in the key money maker. So, if you are a production company, you want to you know start making lens in the production space. The t- the same tools apply. You know, like After Effects, three D, Maya, stuff, or stuff like that. The only difference is that you're exporting out of like what Lens Studio or Spark AR. It's not, it's not that the production pipeline changes, right? You're still making the assets out of there, so you just need to learn these softwares, which are free. So from your business standpoint, all you just need is same time to learn hire someone, whatever you want, right? And just make great product, and brands will reach out. Very simple. But if you're looking from the perspective of a media buyer, or、um, <coughs> someone who advertises, right? That's a little different, because then you're driving business results with AR, which is like a different way to make money. Right, so、um, it really depends on what they're doing. Right,、um, for us, we're on the production side. We don't do any of the media stuff.、Um, that's because a lot of it it's with Snap or with like the agency on record for a big brand. So we do more the production side, and that's how we make money on our business, which is production, right?、Um, a service-based production. Yeah,、um, I mean. I actually got into AR with our company because I heard Frank talk here, 
He's like, old school, damn. Coming full circle here. I mean, it, I mean, obviously, like joking aside, the industry is so new and really, really nascent right now. Um, but what Frank said is totally true. Right now, um, not many people know about these platforms, but the eyeballs that it attracts is tremendous. So there's a big gap in kind of like information there where people don't know what it is, but you can create a lens and it can get 100 million organic impressions, which if you were to do a traditional marketing campaign, oh my God, I don't even know how much you'd pay for that, right? right. Like and Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of eyeballs. Uh, it, it was, I think it was Frank, you, you, I was hearing, listening to you talk and you said something like we got a billion impressions or something like that, like something not crazy. Would. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. creators <laughs> that have gotten a billion on yeah, Snap, yeah. like not us particularly, yeah. but it's possible. Right, right. Yeah. but just gigantic numbers and, um, you know, if, uh, if you're a, an agency, well, you know, you're going to attract those types of eyeballs to your product or brand. Um, using AR and and people do it. It's not it's not like a nebulous thing anymore. You can get those types of numbers for um, your companies. Yeah, and I think Snap has done a great job. I, mean, I think we're more closer working with Snap and their product. They 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 have a great offering of ad product tools that uses AR to drive results. Right, so those impressions actually drive you know app installs or web website visits or um, product purchases. Right. Um, and I think that's like you know a lot of great ways for you know company to uh, make money, and there's opportunity for them to try something new. Um, there's also other opportunities like web AR and VR. It's like, of course, also possible, right? Um, it really it depends on like how much time you want to sink into this kind of new stuff and take a little bit of risk because this is not. Like, I guess a lot of people say it's like they say like how do I get into it? This is a risky step, right? I think as a we're talking about business risk perspective, like you're gonna need to sink some time and money into it and figuring out what it is, right? So that's also a risky aspect. Um, be able to kind of take the risk on it and try it. And then pitch it to your clients, be like, hey, like I know this is new. I know this is like different, but, and sometimes you might say like, I don't know if it works or not because you haven't tried it, right? But like pitching it to them, giving them the opportunity to try it is also very important. Yeah, I think on the Instagram platform and uh, you know, Frank can correct me, like in terms of the differences with Instagram, when we do client work, you know, they're looking to get eyeballs really onto their page. Um, they want to promote a filter that is exciting, that is shared through stories, and then people click on it, see that their brand created that experience, and then um, increase their follower count. That way they can re-advertise to them later um, their product. So, you know, on the Instagram platform, a lot of people are using it uh, primarily for PR, just to like get their name out there and build their follower count, you know, primarily. Yeah, and I think that's another key difference where like I think Snap and Instagram really differs is that there is a suite of ad products that is directly supported by augmented reality, right? And what I mean by that is like, um, so under Snap, there are two ways to advertise on the platform. Um, they break it out. This is on their business page, so you can check it out. Um, it's not like me making this up. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I'm not making this up. Um, but they categorize in two ways: in content and in camera. Mm -hmm. So what that really is in camera is what means is everything on the Snapchat carousel, which is like when you open the app, there's an AR carousel on the bottom, and those um, lenses slots are purchasable by brands. So if you open up the camera, you see a ESPN one. That's a national buy, so ESPN bought a national um, commercial or a national spot to put that lens right there, and so everyone's someone opens the go see that AR lens first, right? That's a real way to drive business results because you can have a call to action on the bottom that's uh, visit my website, install my app, play my game, or whatever, right? <clears throat> and that's like a real, real way to drive um, business results through AR. And the second uh, time- Can yeah. you get out, like for example, if you click the button, uh, well, it leads to the another URL outside of no, Snapchat. it's in, in, in the app. So, oh. like for example, it would pick pull up a URL like a window, and it'll tell you it's either if it's an app install, it'll be like a URL of the app install, and then when you click, it'll take you to the app store, right? Mm -hmm. But if it's like, um, say, like check out this link and it goes to the video trailer, it just plays the trailer. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Or like goes to the website, it goes to the website. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and another, the second way is in content, which is like in the discovery page. So when you're scrolling through the page of looking through content and discovery and story, you can get a you can get hit with like a story ad, a snap snap ad, and when you can swipe up, you can access an AR lens. So mm -hmm. so like I think the key difference between these platforms is that, <clears throat> and Snapchat talks a lot about a lot of this is they're camera focused, and their platform is about creation. So their users are always engaging with AR. Um, is a key way for them to communicate. Um, well, I think Instagram is going through the feeds and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, um, that's a really big difference <coughs> in that right now, um, I think Instagram's still trying to experiment with what they want to do with their AR because there aren't those call to actions, which is going to be super important for brands if they want them to do something. <coughs> so right now, when you create a filter for a brand, it really is just driving traffic to their page. Now, again, that has other benefits in terms of Right, you know, you can, yeah, yeah, building follower, uh, following, and things like that. Um, but uh, I do think they're, they'll have to yes. start including call to actions. That way, there can be measurable results in terms of buys and purchases <coughs> and things like that. Yeah, like I saw in, uh, Pinterest. Pinterest has like the function as well. For example, if you type uh, shaders of the lipsticks, and you can uh, use uh, try. <coughs> try me and you, you click that button and then you can see yourself uh, have different colors of lipsticks and if you like it you can uh, kind of swipe up and you can click and it takes you directly to the e-commerce website yeah that's a really good point <coughs> um, that's definitely the direction Instagram is going because it, um, they're already starting to introduce things like that on Facebook yeah, Instagram has a lot of commerce stuff. Yeah, yeah. like they're, they're so. I think they're really good with commerce. Yeah. I think their platform, um, you know, it, it has done well with the fee-based shop, you know, commerce stuff, and then like with the now tagging and kind of like products in the post mm. itself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very smart. Um, I wish. I mean, I don't wish, but like Snapchat is a different platform, so they're trying to tackle it a different way. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think Snapchat is tackling a way like with AR focus is that they're the partnership with Shopify. So like, I, w I was at a Shopify workshop a couple weeks or a month ago, I'll say, um, and they were talking about like, you know, AR and the capabilities it has, right? And what it does is basically you have a call to action on your lens and you can directly buy from that call to, from that lens by clicking mm -hmm. that call to action. And it'll take you to that Shopify store, right? So if you're a brand or if you're a company who manages a lot of brands with direct to consumer um, Shopify stores or just Shopify stores, period, you can leverage that AR to drive your business results, right? make cool AR experiences that have a call to action to their store. Like, you know, um, like you said, the, the lipstick one, right? If you have a brand on Shopify, easy way to do it is to try the consideration or tryout method where you're making different shades of lipstick, they could tap through it, right? Sunglasses, hats, scarves, anything that's not face wearable at this point, you know, um, can be made experience. Like Adidas has done like portals where um, you see a shoe being made and different kind of materials, you can swap through them. These are very, like, I think, exciting and new experiences, right? People are kind of bored of the current advertising, like the Super Bowl, right? Everything was amazing ads, but some of them were really off, some of them were really good, some of them were really bad. But I think there's this, like, disconnect between the traditional advertising and the current way people are consuming advertising content. I think people are trying to catch up. I think the older generation is trying to catch up, honestly, because the it's it's almost like they're they're trying to understand how kids think, but they don't understand, <laughs> and they miss every time, right? <clears throat> so I think a lot of that, you know, I think AR brings in a lot of new excitement right, to this kind of space. Uh, how to make <coughs> viral uh, AR lens? Um, Snapchat. Oh, Anthony knows that. I don't know that. <laughs> Anthony knows that. Um, you know, because Instagram, you know, again, a key difference, uh, and Frank mentioned this. Snap um, is camera first, and Instagram is a social network first. And you can see the way that they de develop their AR platforms um, with those in mind. On Instagram, um, one of the things that made some of these social, uh, uh, these um, AR filters great by uh, creators go viral is that Instagram made it really easy to discover by including all of these links within the story. So right when the platform came out, the first thing that happened was when you created a filter and someone shared it in their stories, there was a direct link at the top left-hand corner 
for that within uh, two button presses, they were doing that experience. Then they started including the upswipe. That was the one um, action uh, to get to that experience. And those things really, really um, helped spread these uh, filters and very specifically through stories. Uh, they don't, filters don't really spread through people's feeds. It's through this video kind of, you know, content platform. And um, the other thing, um, Don, you, you were talking about this earlier, tagging, there's a class of filter influencers now that are growing. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so bizarre, it's super bizarre. What we got into, we're like, who are these people? But they actually have, they have anywhere from 100 to a million followers following them to see filters on their face, right? That's a job. It, and Legit so job. these people have, you know, Sign me up. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up, dude. <laughs> All you need to do is to show your face and shoot a beautiful video, and that's your job. Yeah, and it's, you're like, half the job is done by the filter anyway, so like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, actually not doing the whole thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's seriously like, a, it's a super, it's like a brave new world, like all this new shit happening, sorry. Um, <laughs> Um, but these people will, will share your creation and spread it to the right people. So when you create a filter, it's very important to tag those people. Um, they might not share it, but when they do, again, you're getting an audience of anywhere from 10 to 100,000 people on that story watching it right away with that single uh, uh, action that will get them to your filter and your page. So that's super key for creators. Um, and again, on the Spark, um, on Facebook, they have the Spark AR forum. Sharing your creations there is also right. super key. That community has been great. Uh, they're, they're very um, encouraging of each other. They'll share amongst um, themselves all the cool new um, viral filters they find. Um, that's on the sharing side. On the creation side, there's a lot, of, a lot that goes into it. Art and creativity. Our particular specialization is gamification, creating some type of interactive experience. Um, Yeah, I, I think very very similar. Um, Snap has stories. <laughs> I wonder. I, mean, I wonder uh, where that came from. That. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> where that came from. <laughs> and the name is the same. It's all called story. Why? I mean, I think a lot of the similarities between how stories are, um, you know, seen is a lot of how lenses go viral. I think one thing that I want to point out, maybe two things, is other platforms, right? So. I guess from Snapchat standpoint, maybe, I don't know, you can speak on Instagram, but like from Snapchat standpoint, it's really used as a creation tool. So a lot of times people open the app, create without posting and post it other other places. And I think Reddit is a very, very powerful platform for vir virality. And two is TikTok, right? So while back, TikTok didn't have AR at all or any sort of camera functionality people were using Snapchat lenses, because uh, Instagram didn't have lenses back then, a, couple, like a year ago, which is like <laughs> crazy, right? But people were using Snapchat lenses, making the content, saving them and putting audio over them onto TikTok and then they go viral there. So like, there's a friend of mine who's a, um, a visual lens creator, his name is Ginny, or Ginny Dewu Jai. We worked with him a lot, but then he made this face tracker lens that went viral on TikTok. And there was no face tracking before t that actual lens. And then TikTok now has a default face tracking feature after they opened up the camera, right? So like a lot of these platforms are kind of like just taking from each other and figuring out whatever works for their own platform. And I actually think it's pretty good because not every platform is doing, the, doing like everything. Every platform has a unique functionality and unique role in someone's life, right? For example, like Instagram is different to me than Snapchat, you know, or TikTok, right? Like I'm on TikTok, like don't, don't ask me why. Like <laughs> I'm addicted to that platform. <laughs> but like, I'm on there for a different reason than I'm on Snap, than I'm on yeah. Instagram. And I think- What's the different reasons? Well, like, it's <laughs> like, um, why, do you, why do you wear different kind of pants, right? Like it's a different kind of function in life. For me, it's different content I want to consume. For Snapchat, I'm like more personal because a lot of my friends on there, so I'm sending really, like, really weird faces, things I wouldn't send to the public on Instagram, which feels more public, which feel like I have to put on my, I don't know, my alter ego or something, right? Uh, but on TikTok, you're not really putting on a face, nor you're creating, you're just consuming at like a, 
like a addiction level. Like I'm addicted to TikTok. I can tell you that. Like you know, there's a lot of memes and saying, "Oh, you thought t- you download TikTok as a joke, but now you're addicted to it." I'm like seriously <laughs> like that. And I think that's what the difference is. Is like the where it goes viral, it's not particularly on the platform that it's supposed to be native to. You know, like a lot of times things go content like content goes on viral. It comes from maybe Snapchat goes viral on Instagram, or maybe it goes from Instagram goes viral on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. So I think virality is hard to predict. Um, but like the key part is just about simplicity. I think virality really comes from the simplicity of like even like the lens that you made for um, or filters you me for Star Wars, right? The simplicity but the reaction is like way off it. It's so simple, mm-hmm. but the the emotion you get from that, like, oh I I match with myself, how yeah. crazy is way more impactful, you know? I think what we do, what we really want to focus on at Paper Triangles is really the magical and simplicity of what AR should be and not what it was when it first started where it was just like crazy headsets and stuff like that because as much as I love that stuff, it's not viral, you know, it's not viral worthy, you know, people don't want that, but these like, um, you know, who, what Star, Star Wars character are you are so good, you know, I'm like, when that happened, I was like, man, this is like awesome that like, first of all, Mark was using your lens, which is fucking amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But then everyone else kept adding onto it, making their own version, right? Like I remember, I think Delta ran a campaign where it was like, "What location do you want to yeah. go?" And then it gave five u- five winners the location. They, they they flew them there, right? Which was like great. That's an amazing way to push a campaign with a very very like seasonal viral kind of like thing. Um, so for for us, like it's really cool to see how everything is evolving and blending between each other yeah um i I love the fact that snap and uh instagram have these platforms for developers just to kind of create whatever they want and be really really creative um because that whole randomizer thing which character are you that came out of nowhere nowhere that came out of nowhere nowhere yeah like we saw like tidbits of it on people's feed of like you know just putting up you know characters on people's forehead uh, a little before the Disney thing came out, and we were like, "That's cute, right?" Yeah, I, d- I didn't think much <laughs> of it. Yeah, I didn't think much of it, really. And it just started picking up a little bit more steam. Yes. Again, we saw it like in, in weird countries. Weird is the right word, but um, in different countries like uh, Brazil and Indonesia, it right. kind of happened there first. Right. And then uh, the guy, I forget his name, Arlong or something or other, created the which Disney character are you? That blew up. And that started the trend. That blew up. Right, right when we saw that happened when he posted his and then Jimmy Fallon was doing it three days later that's when we were like oh well we got to do our own right and uh, you know to Frank's point it is those weird quirky things that you find through creators creating very simple things that make people really really happy like they they just you know get this mini experience they identify with the character and they get a, a piece of video content that they can share with their friends and hope their friends, their friends do it too. Um, it really reminded me of like the BuzzFeed uh, right. quizzes, right? It's right, almost right. exactly like BuzzFeed quiz of like, what character are you? And people would share that on their um, Facebook wall. But now you were part of that story. Your face is dead center. I mean, you, it's like a little cheesy just to like slap it on the forehead, but hey, whatever, right? right, right, right. Like, Yo, but you know what I think <laughs> I want to add to that? It's like what I also love about the simplicity of that, that filter is the reaction. You know, it's like it's it's like a comedy joke, right? The the yeah. the build up is waiting for them to do ha- happen, and the joke is how they react, and it's very very genuine and authentic how everyone's emotions pop up. Be it like I hate it or I love it, you know. And I, it's for you as a viewer, you want to be a part of it, right? And I think that's new. Uh, it's exciting, um, and I think that's one of the reasons we love it so much, right? Every every time we show it to a client or show it to someone, even my mom. They understand it, right? That was that's a, that, I mean that's a very like low bear entry. Like my mom, you know, like she's, she's not she's not very tech savvy, nor is she very understanding of what I do. My mom doesn't even know what I'm doing. Exactly, right? Like you understand. So it's yeah. very and if she gets it, and I think I was like, okay, wow, that's something, right? Because it, it really comes down to simplicity. People don't want to be complicated. People just want to be like, hey, it works. It makes me happy. Feel something. I'm moving on with my life. You know, it's not like try to like take too much from you, right? Yeah. yeah, I think that, I don't even call it a meme, but like that 
I think it's still going on that trend, but it, it, it really blew up. Yeah. And I, I remember when I first saw a version of that, I don't know if this was earlier, with the try to blink on like six seconds. Oh, yeah. I think that was really smart. I don't know why it didn't really blow up the way it did. Kind of similar idea. Um, I really like that one. Also, another Instagram filter I really like was the, the, it was this game. I don't know if you know it, but I think you might have made it, the, the egg one. Oh, no, we didn't make that one. But, but I you know what I'm talking about, about right? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you balance the egg yeah, with your, I, was, I thought I was so genius because <laughs> I was having so much fun, but also I was very frustrated. It was very hard to play, but I was having so much fun, you know, um, and I really enjoyed that, you know, and I, I think Snapchat in earlier days, we had a, like a Flappy Bird game. I really enjoyed that mm. as well. So it's like really small things, and you know I'm I'm glad both platforms has like their own sort of um, innovation of you know they're kind of influencing each other, which I think is really cool. I was uh, I was kind of afraid that like when Spark came came out, was gonna have like a like a hostility, you know, like oh, <laughs> with your first, I was like kind of thing. But I think like as time went on, you know, people just create, yeah, people yeah. just kind of got inspired, right? Like uh, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Cool. So. Yeah. So w what do you see like AR goals? For example, we have lens AR, we have web AR, and we have like, uh, like in XR, we have so many different uh, extended reality. So what do you see lens AR next step? Or like, how do you see all those uh, different, you know, AR, VR, MR come together or in different uh, direction? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a very like, broad question um, but I think what I'll focus on is more on like what I think lenses and AR filters will be um, personally I think this is just the beginning I think if we're just touching on like if you're talking about like an iceberg just the tip right uh, but I think for me it's because I think it's just the beginning because we're only using the first layer of how to utilize the, the technology meaning be it like an image tracker or a face I think there is technology is better and better and better, there'll be more advanced functionalities at slower co lower cost or less size and stuff like that, right? And as 5G comes, like this experience will deliver to you faster so you can build more content, more more, more uh, functionality with bigger, maybe bigger files or something. Oh, that's, that's, that's really good. Right, I think, <laughs> I think, I think that's in the for foreseeable short-term future. I think that's what will really change it because I, I really think a big problem right now is the lack of infrastructure of connectivity. Like it's not fast enough. Um, like four megabytes for a lens. I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but that's how big a lens is, four megabytes. If you think about it, your average iPhone 4K picture is about that size. You know, you're telling me every picture you take is us making a thing for, for a brand, right? Like, it's insane, you know? I think that needs to Im that will improve and needs to improve, and that will drive us to create better, like, AR products and experiences. I also think in the near term future is probably focused on the utility of AR. You know, um, driving. I think we'll have a huge AR improvement. I believe that a lot. Um, I think um, commerce will be huge, right? Seeing products. I think telecommunication will also be huge, like hologram stuff. I think that's actually definitely possible. You know, um, and then as well as. Um, like a just simple day-to-day, -day, right? Like, like I think I really love the Apple measure tool. I don't know if you ever used it. It's the randomest thing, and, or the level tool. These things are like making your life better. Navigation, right? Mm -hmm. Google Maps have AR nowadays. I think I really want to see AR be integrated into my life more, right? Like we had this conversation like a couple of days ago when you were thinking of the AR future, and I was telling, I don't believe in wearables. Um, and one of the reasons I told you is because I wear glasses. I just don't believe that like, if you ever wore glasses your whole life, it's not a great thing. It's, it's, it's basically what you need to live. Mm. If you're telling me AR is what I need to live, I don't know if I want that. Because mm. it's like my phone, like I need it to live, sure, but like I have a, a option to just say, no, I don't want it, you know? Um, I, r I think AR will be more like environmental, meaning it, it will be around us in our environments, in the you know displays that's around the world, like the TVs, the billboards that gets upgraded, right? The wild posters or some sort of, um, digitization of what's around us I rather think that's I mean I think personally that's a better future than to have like wearables all the time um, yeah I, I, the wearables thing is really interesting because you know for me I do see it as part of that our future in terms of where AR goes as well as uh, the computing device that we have on us um, 
So I do see that it, it will, you know, it's, well, people are going to try it regardless. Snap being Snap, um, what is it, Spectacle, um, Facebook being their own thing. Everyone's trying to do their own AR headset. Um, but I actually totally agree with Frank in that I think the way people are designing right now is not how people want to use it. If it, I, I can see a wearable that replaces our phone that has some type of like opt-in aspect to it, where it's not like always on. I don't think people want to be recorded 24-7 or feel like a camera's in their face. That's just not, that doesn't feel like a world we want to live in. But yeah, maybe it might be people might get used yeah, to maybe. it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we don't know. You know, maybe their kids won't give a crap about privacy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, but but uh, you know, as things stand right now, I don't see people like just having it on the face all the time. Could it could it be well designed where it like turns on and you know flip on top of your face when you want it to, and when you don't, you put away. What, like, like a like a spy kids yeah. like you yeah. just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some some you know cool way where we feel like we have more control over that experience. Um, because uh, it is like once it becomes a pair of glasses where it's say I don't want Google controlling my eyeballs like that's just not doesn't feel right you know um, but like also like tracking your eyeballs yeah you know, all ads right? all that stuff like the more information you create the more information they can capture I'm not yeah. saying like but like yeah. going down the dark rabbit hole right but like that's where I kind of like get a little bit yeah. stressed almost but in terms of the, the plus sides, uh, plus side to it being uh, glasses, visually um, and experientially, we can imagine that being amazing. Again, as long as it's opt-in to what we want it to do, we don't want digital pollution and all, this, all these ads in our face. But if we were able to control it where I put it on because I'm at a conference and I get to see all of your uh, LinkedIn information um, and I can click or blink or whatever it is and get connected to you right away, that would be amazing, right? And the way, you know, um, when, when I look at lenses, I'm like, man, people are already essentially digital plastic surgeons, right? right? It's like, this is crazy. Like, this stuff is easily transferable to glasses. I can put on my glasses and make you look like a hot puppy. Like you know, within within a couple seconds, or or make you look funny, or you know, have uh, tentacles coming out of your head, whatever it may be, right. graphically, um, all of that stuff that uh, we're building on um, in Blend Studio or Spark, that can transfer over to wearables, and it could be really cool again, you know, within uh, within reason, and. Um, that's really interesting where I see these platforms essentially giving us the tools to like create for all this crazy high-tech stuff that will come down the line later and it'll be so easy to press a button and now it's on glasses yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, do you have any advice for people who just started create the lens for example their background probably uh, that probably have different backgrounds. Some of them may be teachers or engineers. Or how how uh, what advice will you give to them if they want to be a creator? Oh wow, yeah. Um, I think uh, personally, I think it's just um, keep trying, have fun. Because we talk about fun a lot, and I talk about AR being magical. I think that's a key component. Um, if you're not having fun, if it's not making you laugh, if it's not making you whatever that you want to feel, uh, I don't think you're doing it. I don't think you should continue because then it was just—it's a very, very tough process to do this stuff because there's a lot of errors. And if you think about it, there's no guide tutorial for you to do it because you know it's a new space, right? So I say do it because you love it and you want to try and have fun and also also focus on your strengths right for example like Anthony and I are both in the same space just different platforms but also our businesses speciali speciality is very different right like he specializes in the gamification of a lens where you play a game on a filter or a lens you have fun you try to like maybe um, you know uh, test your skills where we're, we're focused on really is the um, creation of high quality assets and you know experiences that maybe not have a lot of high functionality but it's very beautiful in terms of visual fidelity right so I think that is um, 
my advice just really find what you love to do in this AR VR or whatever XR you want to do because there's a lot of room and a lot of different roles for you to play and you can build experiences based on your specialty not to try to like um, do everything because there's so much right um, you know I, I don't know what you because I feel like your lenses or filters are very speaks to what you do well right like um, you can vacation yourself with yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah, well, I mean, when, when we first started making lenses, we were like, all right, well, we don't have the 3D chops like Frank's studio. So, you know, but, but then, but it is true that we, that's not, that wasn't what we had a passion about. We were always developing AR games to begin with off, off, off of uh, Instagram. That was where um, uh, our team's passion started from. Um, on a practical level, you know, down, download Lens Studio, download Spark AR, um, start playing with the things in there. Um, you can go to the Spark AR forum on Facebook and get like templates from other people, which right, is great. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like super powerful, the community. They're giving, like we got learned a lot by people just posting up um, their patch editor. The patch editor makes it simple to create complicated things without knowing um, much coding. And again, they were so friendly. They were like giving away these really complex um, things. And we we're like, whoa, like we can create our own super, you know, rainbow world now because this guy put it up there and we just need to tweak it to, you know, get the effect that we want. Right. And so those people were really, really helpful. And then um, again, after you create that filter, don't forget to share, you know, tag all the influencers, uh, French singer, blog AP, uh, underscore Instamask, Zero, I believe <laughs> these people are uh, face dot filters or face dot effects. Um, these people have a bunch of followers, and their main thing is to find cool new filters and share it with the world, which is was so great for us when we were first getting started. Um, you know, we had no way to distribute this stuff, but um, these people started posting on their wall so that their following could see our work. And that was really, really instrumental to letting people find out about our small studio. Yeah, so the final question will be really brutal. Which one is better, uh, Snap <laughs> Snap AR or uh, Instagram Should AR? Should you like walk through the scissors? That's <laughs> 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 um, uh, Who's better? This is so... Why are you putting us in this position? Because you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I want to watch you guys fight. Um, I think it really is here. I think there's a difference why we think, um, at least I think why Snap is better, right? I think the difference is because it really comes down to how we, different we were. Like you come from the development side and we come from the art side. And mm, for yeah. us, the art integration and how they have like lens for example lens studio has integration with substance painter right you, there's a shelf on substance that you just exports the shaders directly well not directly but all the necessary layers you need to import into lens studio so these stuff like that make our process easier because we've been using substance for a long time that's been on our pipeline we use it with maya so the creation tools are way built better for us more creative side for me production using maya using photoshop using c40 using after effects lens studio suits us better our pipeline has not really changed that much. We just altered it, right? I'm sure Facebook and it, our Spark is the same, but for us, like we have a little trouble with understanding the patch editor. I think that's a key difference for us. Because um, when we work with developers, they just code the way they do. And I think um, for us, we just got used to working in Lens Studio. Um, I don't think, like again, like if you're thinking talking about which platform is better in terms of returns, I would say like Instagram, right? Because they just have a bigger user base. It's 5x snap. Yeah, one billion. Is it? Mm. I will go it. Yeah. You mean Instagram's daily active users? Is it, is it one, is it one, one billion. 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 Uh, I, I think it's the overall user. Of Instagram? I think. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. But I think it's somewhere in the high, close to one billion okay. range, right? And snap is their earnings was Tuesday, which is what, yesterday? They, they only did like 218 million. So there's a huge 5x. So I think in terms of like discoverability, um, getting people seeing it, virality, you probably have a better chance than Instagram. I, I honestly think so. But kind of older user. Right. Also, <laughs> also older users. Right. Um, it's not as cool anymore. 
because <clears throat> a couple, I want to say like maybe half a year ago, like Finstas, you know, fake Instagrams. <laughs> and now it's kind of not a thing anymore and people are kind of shifting away from that. Um, but for us, we like Snap better because it's just, it fits our pipeline better, right? Like we tried on Instagram, we have a little bit of struggle. Um, and it seems like we understand how to create higher lenses on Snap, you know? Um, and that's kind of it. And I think there's some basic technological differences between the two platforms. Like for example, um, the React versus JavaScript and some of the camera functionality differences. Um, like we can layer multiple cameras, why not, right? So I can do that, right? So I think there's a few fun functionality differences. Um, but like, I don't, I don't want to say like any platform is extremely better because it serves different tools at different purposes, right? Like so it's really hard to say right like because if you talk to a brand which one is better they're 100 percent gonna say it's react like we don't like snapchat doesn't even think snapchat only comes to least mind because they've been doing better but before like before when we get clients come to us like so like i see you work on snapchat stuff we're like yeah do you want some snapchat they're like how about instagram <laughs> <laughs> you know did you guys try right we try to pitch up snap but then when they come to us, like usually at that time, Instagram didn't have Spark AR out yet. So we're like, oh, not yet. They're probably working on it. It'll come out in a couple months, right? Um, so uh, like I understand the, the value, the immense value that Instagram and Facebook offers. It's like just, it's kind of like um, if, you're, if you're into production, it's like a Maya and C40 joke, right? Like everyone talks about how much they hate Maya and how much C40 is better. It's the same thing. Same tools, same app, do the same thing. It's just one's maybe cleaner, one's not. Like PC and Mac, right? That's it. It's like, PC and Mac is. But that's kind of the difference, like PC and Mac, yeah. right? Like, um, I say Snap Studio is the Mac, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can argue about that, you know? Um, well, I mean, like, 200 million users is nothing to scoff at, like, obviously. You know, like, yeah. like there's, there's a user base on Snap. Um, Instagram, for us, you know, it has done better in, uh, because Instagram has pushed the discoverability of lenses uh, again these internal linkings in the stories uh, and the way just people use Instagram it makes it a lot more easier to kind of discover uh, lenses right um, so on the social front in terms of like trying to get people to see your lens and get your follower count up Instagram is obviously really good for that because that's the way the platform is built um, uh, but funny enough, a lot of times we're like, oh man, we wish we had that snap feature though, right? Because yeah, a lot of you know, template. Yeah, <laughs> and it, snap has, snap's probably ahead of the game in terms of the AR tech. Um, they have a lot of, they have land markers where you can scan buildings and then have AR pop up out of it. If we could do that on Instagram, God, that'd like bust open the doors for some cool local experiences. And obviously we have spectacles that has um, AR integration in it. And so it's, it is one of these weird things where um, Instagram is really good for kind of like spreading it, but you might want to create it. If you could create it on Snap and then post it on Instagram, <laughs> you, might, you might have something there, you know, <laughs> like a really cool immersive experience yeah. with all the features um, in Snap and then use the virality of uh, Instagram to spread it. Yeah, so he just hit the mic. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I, I think you have something there. Like discoverability is, is a lack, I think, in Snap. I think they're working on it. Um, some new features that came out recently, I think it helps. But I think you can see a lot of patterns of people create on Snap and they like try to blast it on Instagram or like Twitter and Reddit, right? Um, so I, I, I think the platform question of who's better, I really don't think there's a better one. I think it's either or you can choose and, or you can both do yeah. both. And I think you really have to consider all the other platforms that comes along with it, you know? I think we live in such a connected space where no one platform is dominating anything, right? There's a platform for everything and anything, right? There's a platform for this, there's a platform for sharing, there's a platform for tweeting, there's a platform for consuming. So it's like you as the creator or the business need to be kind of thinking about the bigger picture, right? And that's kind of what we try to do as well. Um, focus on Snap, but like try to figure out where the everything, you know, is. Yeah, to, to Fang's point, um, like we just created a TikTok account today, like because 
because of uh, his earlier point, people are create, uh, creating that content on Snapchat using their cool filters or um, Instagram using cool filters and then posting it on TikTok. And then they'll share the um, content there. Because uh, as of now, TikTok's still a closed platform. Unless, uh, unless they, they are or? Yeah, they don't have a developer platform. Right, they took, yeah. Right, so everything on TikTok's in-house. Now, they're fast followers. You know, they have annoying Chinese developers like that will pump <laughs> out the, the hottest filter on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, you'll still get a lot of cool filters there, but they don't have um, the amount. The amount of lenses on Snap and Instagram is a lot. Yeah. So um, people will create it there and go on to TikTok. But, you know, I can see TikTok opening up their platform shortly because it's done so well for um, Snap and Instagram. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, it's just a matter of time, yeah. you know. Um, I think TikTok is a very interesting app. I think um, it's so interesting to, like, I think it's just, it's one of those apps where, like, I think I get it, but I don't get it. At the time. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know how um, these challenges or trends are so repetitive, yet they're so addicting. Yeah. Huh? Like yeah, yeah, like, like uh, all the yeah. dancing trends, like, all those renegade, all those whatever, like, Lil Nas X, when he got famous with his, um, right. you know, all that stuff. Like, I, I think it's so cool to see how people are actually creating content nowadays, right? Um, like before we used to have this idea that content needs to be highly quali high quality, mm -hmm. highly produced, um, ultra HD, almost AK or whatever, <laughs> you know, like yeah. now it's like, nah, just like my phone posted up on the back of a cardboard, I dance to it, I get it in five minutes, <laughs> views, right? yeah. it's just so different, right? Yeah. And, and for us, like we, I, I don't know how to predict like how people use our lenses, you know, for example, like, so we do a lot of stuff on um, snap camera which is like a desktop application, right? So um, one day we get this like email from a streamer called Sushi Dragon. He's like, hey, I, I've stumbled across one of your lenses. Like, I have an idea. Can you make something for me? And then like we helped him did it. And then he started using it on his stream, right? It's just like a slow zoom in, right? And I was like, it's, like, it's, it's exactly the TikTok, but like face zoom in thing. So like we made that like a really long time ago. And then he used it as a joke, like on his stream, right? And then after he used it, it got other streamers to use it, and so they will reach out to us to make something. And, and it's just so amazing to see how content creators use this stuff because they really don't see it as AR. Yeah, right. They don't see it as AR. I think that's what a lot of I don't say, ah, fuck, I don't really want to say this, but I think a lot of people in the industry just be honing in on this AR aspect, mm -hmm. where we see it as a content creation yeah. tool first, mm -hmm. right? It's a great way for you to make solid content for cheap, right? Get that user-generated content, get the people to talk about it, get the people to go make it go viral, to repeat it, to share it, right? When you try to drill in people like content or like clients and brands about AR, the technology, it's just like loses, you know? Um, yeah, and it's just, it's, it's just, it's fun, I think. A lot of it's very fun. And I love just seeing how everyone innovates. Um, I'm always, I always like love seeing people make great lenses because I'm like, dang, I wish I, like, I made that, you know? <laughs> so, so many good ideas coming nowadays. And it's just exciting, yeah. Um, and so many different apps coming out, like Byte and all these kind of platforms that are just pretty exciting for mobile and AR and all that kind of stuff. That the content aspect is super important because uh, it is true. No one really knows what AR means. They think you're talking about guns at first or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Like or XR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we in the industry know the alphabet soup of, you know, terminologies. <laughs> But you know, <laughs> but like to the people who you who use it, they just want a freaking cool video, man. Like just give it to yeah, them. They just want a video they can share with their friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like mom, look at me want. do this. Yeah. You know. And the cool thing about AR is that you know you could have made a cool video that was graphically and visually appealing, um, you know, five years ago. But it would have taken a lot of skill to learn After Effects, learn Maya. To, to do that stuff uh, in post, the cool thing about AR is that it's live, yeah. right? And it's easy. So you can create um, like cool little videos with it, whatever, a dinosaur chasing you and you look like a rabbit or whatever with the push of a button now. Yeah. And that's the power of it, you know? Yeah. I, I can't, the way you're talking about like uh, my uh, stuff just reminds me when we used to work in visual effects and like we used to have renders that's like 
hundreds of gigabytes of data. You know, I mean, like imagine playing back hundreds of gigabytes, thousands of frames, trying to see what's going on. Like with AR, everything's live. Everything has it's just so much easier to make, and the return is just so much funner. It's just one of those things that like I, because as a creative, like you want to have do things that you love, and you want to have at least pride and passion to what you do. Uh, AR is one of the things that really kind of drove that back in a lot of the creative aspect. You know, um, yeah, I, I think that's why like I love it so much, right? Um, and also, it's like really small size. I think that's what I really like about it. It's not like too hard to compute and stuff like that. It's very bite-sized kind of content to make. Because um, I honestly hate like the production pipeline working with like big AR VR projects. It's lot to handle <laughs> oh man so what what's the next question are you done <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so I, I think pretty much we nailed everything really let me see <laughs> we hit all the questions I, I, uh, I, I, I think uh, the majority yeah. of the question are make how, how to make money and I think mm. if we can drive a lot of traffic to uh, to a lot of different platforms and then money will come because you know brand awareness is the top of the pipeline for the conversion right so that's pretty much covered and then what else? She, she wrote how to make money and snap AR lenses how to make money and spark AR lenses <laughs> yeah oh, really, really I just Oh, I, I just keep yeah, saying I mean, money, I think, money, 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 money. Yeah, yeah, I think the final point, we'll just talk about money, right? I think yeah. that's what we did talk about in the beginning. Um, I think from a creator standpoint, if you're an individual creator, if you are a freelancer, right? Download the software, learn it. It's free. You have no excuse, right? There's a lot of amazing templates in each software. Lens Studio has like 30, 40, 50 templates. Um, you can download them on Spark as well, right? All these templates will get you to a base level. Like you, that the base level is like what everyone is already doing, right? Because everyone using these templates, go from there, right? Try to make it and just pitch it to a brand. Say like, hey, you know, are you trying to reach a younger audience? You can try to reach younger audience on Snap or on Instagram with this new, really exciting way with AR. How do you drive traffic and drive awareness? Like Dom said, you know, you use kind of those like marketing tools like Instagram, you try to drive them to the store, you're trying to get, get them to follow you so you can retarget those ads, right? And Snap, you can do, you know, the call to action stuff, right? There's a lot of paid media, you can do that. And then, you, or you can try to hack it by going, make a viral, make a lens go viral, right? I think that's something any creator can do. You can be the next person that makes the who's Disney character am I? Like, is that really hard, right? Yeah. That, that can come up in like, that might be you, you're just drinking beer one day and make the next thing yeah. and you'll be like, yeah. billion views, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think right now it's the best time, like 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 Anthony said, it's wild wild west because the ideas are not a hundred percent like mind, right? In the creative advertising space, I feel it's like every idea has kind of been done a lot of times, but this is new, right? Um, and from an agency standpoint, just production, get into it, right? Or you can try to push it as a you know creative strategy, part of the strategy. Using AR as the core part of your strategy, right? I think one thing we try to push clients to do is like AR isn't um, um, your end results. It's what it's like a web. It's the center, right? You have AR that drives user-generated content, which in reality drives your brand awareness, right? Um, and it helps you drive conversation in that in that space. And then if you have call to action, you can drive those business results by going to a website, an app install, or a straightforward purchase product, right? Um, or you can use AR to, you know, um, take the user-generated content and then take that content and use it as a marketing campaign, right? So what we try to do is put the center of the campaign and strategy are, is around the, the lenses and the creation of that and how that spans into a, a web of different other content. And from there, like, you build a strategy around there, right? Um, you can use different kind of, like, I'm, I'm really talking about Snap here, or maybe Snap ads, um, story ads, all that to help in a whole ecosystem, a whole like holistic vision to drive brands and that whatever they want to do with their brand awareness, um, you know, um, you know, consideration, whatever, right? Um, I think there's opportunity right now to do that. It's easy, or it's not easy in the sense that like you can just learn, you take some time, but it's available for you. It's free, right? So. Mm -hmm. 
that's I think the key component. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely when you're talking on like brands or people you're pitching, you you know if you you're just getting started, use the case studies already out there. I right. used Frank's. <laughs> we were like, dude, you you know, getting a, a buttload of views on 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 lenses. Um, you can refer to other things. You can refer to the you know which Disney character are you, and then again, if because it's easy to pump these things out, if you are able to create your own um, viral filter, which the opportunity is still wide open. Right. Like it is still wide open. You come up with some quirky idea um, that people will share. Um, when your filters go viral, naturally uh, brands will start coming, uh, reaching out to you. Because they'll, they'll be like, oh, I saw your filter. Uh, you know, I wanted the same thing. How do I do that for my brand? Um, that happened with us with, with a couple of our viral filters. The guy who ended, who did the which Disney character are you ended up doing one for Dr. Doolittle. I don't know if oh, that's Disney right. or whatever, yeah. but they ended up paying him for a real one, which is probably <laughs> great. Very, you know? good. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> and so there's so much opportunity right now. Yeah, just start creating, you know, tell people about how exciting it is because it, it is exciting and there's a lot of people using it. Like, again, when the freaking tens of hundreds of millions of people are doing this daily. Um, if you are like on stories, you will notice people using filter as a higher percentage of their stories uh, as time goes by. Right. It's, it, you know, when you watch it closely, it's crazy. Like I see when we were first starting uh, to create filters, none of my friends knew what it was. Right. Now they're doing it. Now it's on their stories. I'm like, all right, well, it's here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think one last thing I want to add, like, if you can figure out a way to use your filters to make, like, memes or, like, um, really funny content, that's the next level. You know, like, Cyrene Q, she's one of my favorite creators on Snap. She uses lenses to tell stories where, like, her traditional, Fili I think she's Fili Filipino, Filipino background story is using these kind of, like, AR technology as a storytelling tool, and she makes her own content off her own lenses. You know, it's like some next level. Thing. I think that is a way to think about it. You can make pay, take this c tool to make content, right? Which is like, before making content was such a, tr a struggle, I would say, because you need to set up all the different things. Yeah. Like now, like you can have a free green screen in the segmentation, right? You can have a free key in the sky, right? Like the the I don't know. There's a um, there's a Snapchat lens, the the yodeling cowboys lens. Oh, yeah, 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 or you yeah. put it in the sky, right? Yeah. Like that's so funny. Yeah. You know, that was on Verge. Like you gotta be that was crazy, <laughs> right? And that was just a meme turned into a lens. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, crazy idea there, right? But uh, it's just a lot of opportunity. I, every time I do a workshop, everyone's like, oh, my God, I didn't know this existed. I'm like, perfect. That's the exact type of people I want to be talking to. I want you to not know anything about Snapchat and never used it before in your life or something. Try it because, and Instagram as well, I think it's very underutilized right now. It's underutilized, and I think it sticks to people meaning that people like it, people like to engage with it, people like to share it, you know, and that's really hard to get right now. Um, like a Snapchat just in their um, in their uh, earnings call, say like 75, 70 percent of the community play with AR lenses every day. You know, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. And those people will grow up, teach their kids and their kids will understand and it becomes like a next communication tool. You're only sending like to your kids instead of sending like hi I love you you send like a lens I say that or a cameo nowadays right very very funny interesting times right now I, I mean that with AR it might be the only time and the only tech where people are willing to put a brand like on their face right without like, question you know? yeah without I mean, question who would ever want that on their social feed right but if you make it cool enough then people will have they will advertise your brand right. on their face. Right. That's insane. You know? Right. Like I love uh, when I get a Cheetos lens and I'm turned to that <laughs> Cheetos cat. Oh my God! You do not know how much I'm abusing that with my friends. You know, <laughs> like I'm sending it nonstop, right? Or if I really like a lens that's like a branded lens, I'll send it nonstop because it's funny. You know, um, like the taco lens in the first first era of like of lenses when it wasn't even out to the public. They did a taco lens. I remember I loved that lens. It was so hilarious, you know? Brand advocacy in this day and age is hard, but like to do it at the scale with AR, it's impressive, yeah. Well, I think 
Yeah. We're at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining join us and thank you Frank yes, and thank you. Anthony. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so All right. Bye everyone. Yeah, good night. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. If you like the podcast, please subscribe it. See you next time. Bye-bye.